Hey, Radical Gold Diggers, be excited that you're one step closer to meeting your goals by tuning into this podcast. The best strategy is not only being disciplined, but being consistent. So subscribe to this podcast and allow me, Rev D, an empowering and spiritual coach to give you tips and walk you through everyday challenges we all encounter on our goal journeys. It's not about wanting more. It's about getting your piece of the pie and enjoying it. You deserve to walk in your divine purpose and live in the fulfillment of God's promises. If you need a one-on-one consultation, contact me through my website, 2020rgd.com or email me at 2020radicalgolddiggers at gmail.com. I help you see yourself with a 2020 vision and to achieve your goals. You can do it, Radical Gold Diggers. A better you makes a better world. Now get a pen and pad and take notes from this podcast and share my podcast with others that are ambitious like yourself. Listen up, Gold Diggers. This is our series on making money moves, and we are using the material, um, a book called uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it's a very popular book by Robert Kakasaki, and, um, you know, he wrote it um, 20 years ago, and, and now it's the anniversary of it, and he has updated the book with... Um, new inserts and stuff and really brought it up to today's time. So our goal in this series is uh, financial literacy to uh, gain more knowledge so we can be better stewards of what God has given us. And of course, uh, we started our series in Matthew 25 when we talked about uh, the story um, that's given there about the talents and how, you know, uh, a rich man left a certain amount of talents to three individuals, and it was really how they turned those talents around um, in the time that the man was gone and then came back to see what did they do with those talents. So we use that story as a metaphor for our own lives, for us to be better stewards of what God has allowed us to have. And you have a little or a lot, you can multiply it through financial literacy. And that's the good news, you know, whether you have a little or a lot, whether you have nothing, you can multiply with just using strategies. You can use strategies to get money. And then once you get the money, you can multiply it. So the whole goal is to be better stewards of what God has given us. And we've all been blessed in some kind of way. And if you don't have cash money, you may have something that you can sell <laughs> to, to make money. So it's the 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 uh, ideas are endless. But our goal in this series is to learn more. So we're focusing more on acquiring assets. That's right. Acquiring income generated assets that's what we want to do and i was going to listen to the summary of chapter three of rich dad poor dad we're going to listen to the summary and then 
going to get into the questions and, you know, um, and discuss the questions. So, um, before any further, does anybody have any questions? Okay. Okay. Well, the topic tonight is mind your own business. That's what the topic, mind your own business. And we're going to listen to the summary and get into it. But I just want to um, recap on uh, last week's conversation. Um, some of you may not have been on last week's um, conversation. I like the statement, mind your own business. <laughs> I like that. You know, he, he says, yes, uh, keep your, your day job, right? But uh, be acquiring assets. So I don't know. Can you can you see the um, the slide? Can you see the slide? Yes. Okay. Well, of course, what he's getting at on the rich dad side over here is that this is what we're supposed to be doing at all times: building assets that can generate, you know, income. And of course. If we look at this one, yeah, this is quite interesting. Income, expense. Here is income and minimizing the expenses, you know. So, of course, this is not new. But when you look at the picture, it really helps, you know, the the concept of what we're supposed to be doing. Certainly here with with the assets. Well, you know, this to me is being very kind, this little asset box, because... You know, this is the area where we need to build upon. You know, yeah, you you could have a day job, but in the background, taking that savings and invested it into something that can multiply into more. So I like this slide because it just makes it so plain. And of course, this is our goal. We're trying to grow this column, right? We're trying to grow this column. So I personally really enjoy just a few minutes of financial literacy. I mean, he only spoke for, what, 20 minutes. And I think it was a a wealth of information. Anybody else take any type of notes or heard something that, um, you know, that really stood out for them? Okay, I'm going to move on. Um, once again, when he talked about Ray from McDonald's, um, Ray, you know, explained to them that real estate was the business, but then the car wash, the car wash business, isn't that something? Think about it. You know, um, these car wash that are popping up all over the place, but what if you brought that land and then said, yeah, I'm going to put a car wash on it. I'm going to put something on it. You know, and now we start looking at real estate different. You know, what kind of business are we going to put on it? Or are we going to let somebody else rent out the land? You know, because a lot of people really, you know, don't acquire just pieces of land. But you can get a good piece of land in a good spot and put something there, a franchise or or something, you know. So it just made me look at um, small pieces of property as, as you know, we just think about houses and stuff. What about businesses? 
and the car wash is a very good business. I want us to think about something else you can put on land, on, on the land. Just think. Anything that pops out in your head. What else can we put on a piece of land? Commercial lot. What about a laundromat? Right? Mm-hmm. Is, you know, he how he talked about, you know, your businesses or businesses when you don't have to work there. <laughs> You know, and um, I thought that was a very good one. I was just like, okay, yeah, that's a good one. Anybody else can think of something else that you could put there and let it make money for you? It's like all those dollar stores. Dollar stores, you know? Yeah, daycares. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a good Mm -hmm. one. Daycares, yes, Mm -hmm. yes. So it just gives us something to think about, right? Let me see what I got here in the chat. Okay. Mm. A market. Okay. A market. Mm. Yeah. Um, some type of market, a fruit market, lean market. You know, um, I, I, I had discussed this with my husband. I said, you know, we can acquire um, a huge piece of land and um, make a good old fashioned drive-in movie. And then when it's not at night at the drive-in, you know, just like they used to de- uh, used to do on Long Island. And, and Lisa, you said it best. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can have a flea market <laughs> during the weekend. And I don't know about you, but I went to those flea markets. I went to Aqueduct. I went to Belmont. I, the flea markets did so good, but they're renting little pieces of space. Isn't that crazy? It's just like so much you can do. You know, um, so yeah, I, I thought about um, a drive-in, you know, and um, okay, so let me move on because we have about 20 minutes. So I'm going to go on to this next slide, which is really showing us um, people who pay themselves first, you know, and I like how he explained that, you know, you get your salary, you know, your job, your salary. Then he loops down here to the asset. What is what does he have there in the asset? Saving and investing. And then it goes right back up to salary, you know. So I thought that was a good um, picture of how that's really going to work for us once we start getting into that type of loop, right? So that was a good one. So going on to the questions and and we're going to get into the conversation and this is going to get us to to really think here um it says here why i mean excuse me what what's your profession and what is your business and how do they differ what's your profession what is your business and how do they differ so um, before, I mean, of course I can answer that, but does anybody else have, you know, something they want to add to that or, or just maybe somebody has a business that they want to, you know, tell us the difference. What's your profession and what is your business? Okay. Well, um, I know that uh, Angela has her, her businesses, 
and she also has her profession. So, you know, she's definitely minding her own business. (laughs) I like that, you know. And um, so I like how he explained that because I don't know, had, had anybody ever really thought about it that way? Anybody ever thought about it that way? I had, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I thought it made good sense. Did it make good sense to you guys? Mm-hmm. Explain that? Yeah. And then I like this question. So what are the things you might have counted in your network before reading this chapter? How do you view them now? So, you know, of course, once we listen to what he's saying, you know, that everything kind of like, hmm, okay. Maybe really looking at that right. Because he mm. that network. But he said, as soon as you try to cash in on it, what happens? <laughs> you to pay taxes, you know? So it's really less than what we think our network worth is. I thought that was a good one as well. And stop me if I'm going too fast. The next one here says, as you are, are requiring the type that you love, if out can you change that? So it's saying the assets that you're acquiring are, are these the ones you love? You know, or are you just acquiring because they money for you? You know. I thought that was a good question too and a good way of uh, example that he used. The reason why he's into real estate is because he loves it. That's why he's into it. But of course, there's so much more you can do. You can be an artist, right? And have your own royalties, right? And they'll make money for you. Or like he also used the example of patenting something. You know, um, those, uh, what do you call them? Um, other things that, that'll make money for you besides real estate, you know, but that's just the one that he likes. You know, he's very into that. So, um, yeah, that's that's a good one. You know, I, I personally like real estate. I like real estate. So um, they even say with stocks, you know, buy stocks of the things that you use, you know, or, or know a little something about, you know. They, they make that recommendation as well when buying stocks. Anybody have any anything to say about that before I go on to the next one? Okay. Um, this next question: What what's the time you a luxury that your cash flow couldn't justify? <laughs> well, come on. Ah, uh, that one's like ouch for me. Anybody else is that an ouch? Hmm. That was an ouch for me. Yeah, I've, I've, I've brought some things in my days that, um, you know, that the cash flow couldn't justify, you know. Meaning that it really wasn't a cash flow, it was more of a credit, right? <laughs> Bought it on credit. So, you know, what's the time um, you did so and would it um, 
would justify the person. So it's it's basically going both ways. When it, when it didn't justify, and where was the time that your flow did justify the luxury? You know, he talked about his wife, right? They invested in a building and waited several years before it was, um, you know, having a cash flow for his wife to go out and pay for her car, you know. And I believe that just that mindset for us to even listen to that is going to help us to make better choices. We think twice, right? We think twice. So I thought that was a, a good example. Yep. And I'm just a question here. I, I just wanted to to think when he I think I understood what he was talking about when his wife bought the car mm-hmm. or acquired the car. So what he is saying is that before you go out and put something on a credit card, if you were taking time to put the money aside and pay for it cash, then you wouldn't have that that burden of paying the bill. Is that what you feel he was saying? To pay cash for things? Well, what he was saying is that she had the money to go and buy. She had earned it from the money she was getting from the building. She had earned it. Yeah, so she went out and, and was able to afford the car mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as opposed to she, let's just say she brought the building and then went and brought a car on, on credit you know of course she could have they could have did it wrote it off as a business car or whatever but that's not what he got into he got into specifically the example of what she did she didn't go out and buy the car she went and brought the car when she had the money to buy the car Okay. Yeah. And that's just what I, example that worked for them, you know? Yeah, but I, I was just thinking, you know, year, years ago, people would wait till they saved their money before they went out and bought something so that they wouldn't buy it on credit. So they wouldn't have a bill. And, and, and that was my thinking that if you you know, if you wanted something that you need to put money aside to get it. But I understand his concept. It was more about having an asset that builds financial security. And I understand that. But I I guess I was just thinking about if you wanted something, you need to put the money aside until you had enough to do it. Right. Right. You know, so it's really just a mindset of what what he's saying. You know, she could wait for the car. She she earned the car. Mm-hmm. She earned it. Of course, we know with credit, you're paying interest, and it's 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 a whole big deal. You know, but when you think about people that have like businesses, they use cars as write offs and things like that. But he just gave her example. You know, he gave her example, so of how she used her financial, you know, literacy 
and felt this was better for her cash flow, you know. So, yep. But then he talked about even when you buy a car, it, it, it loses its value as soon as you roll off the lot, you know. But that's the way it is, right? That is the way it is. So I thought that was quite interesting too. Um, and when you know better, you do better. So I hope there was something said tonight that will help us, um, you know, improve in our financial decisions through this financial literacy. Next week's chapter is going to be talking about taxes. And I'm, I'm very eager to, to get into that about the taxes and um, how we can work with them, <laughs> work around these these tax um you know brackets and things like that so anyway any final comments okay well um once again we want to uh, acquire generating um assets that can generate income for us and um i hope you guys once again heard something and um use it you know, because that's what I'm doing. I, I'm really getting excited. It's, it's blowing my mind. I'm like, okay, you know, I want to think on these levels so I can make better decisions. You know, I want to make um, better decisions that, you know, that will show. And then we can go on and, and buy those luxuries. Radical Gold Diggers. I just want to thank you for tuning into this podcast. And I'm a life coach and I love building confidence and helping you achieve your goal. So do me a favor, subscribe to this podcast and 